The following audio is from Solid Rock Community Church. More information about Solid Rock Community Church is available at www.solidrockcommunitychurch.com. Well, over the last uh, few weeks, I've been praying about and uh, thinking about what I wanted to speak on for the next few weeks leading up to Easter. And the more I thought about it, the more I prayed about it, the more I felt this prompting uh, from the Lord to talk about something that every single one of us in this room have participated in at some point uh, in our life, and that's this thing called worry. We've all worried about something, right? Right? Everybody, right? So everybody's worried about something, whether it's your health or the health of maybe someone that you love. You know, it could be, you know, finances or family or friend or future uh, our relationships, whatever it might be, but we've all worried before. And the interesting thing about worry is that you can go to Amazon.com, which I did this week. I went into Amazon, Amazon.com under the book section, typed in the word worry, and it will give you literally over 200,000 results about worry, which just blew my mind. And the reason there's so many books written about worry is because this stuff sells. And the reason this stuff sells is because so many people are worried about so many things. And so I thought, well, what a great thing for us to talk about. And so to get us started and to get us thinking the same way, I want to begin this morning by asking you three questions. And you don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to answer these out loud. You can just sort of internally uh, you know, answer these. I mean, if you want to answer the second question, I'm going to ask by, you know, raising your hand because you just feel compelled to be honest and to confess uh, today. That's fine. But these are just questions for you to, to think about. And so, so let me ask you these questions and then we'll jump into our passage this morning. First question is this, and I didn't make this up. Uh, you may have heard this one before, but here's the question. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? You may have heard that before. Somebody very brilliant asked that question. Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? In other words, who by worrying extends his life? And then here's the second question. Uh, Who of you have worried so much that you think you may have taken a year or so off your life expectancy? See, okay, yeah, there comes the hands. There we go. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I know I can't make my life longer by worrying, but I'm pretty sure I've shortened it by worrying, right? In fact, if you're honest, for some of you, uh, if I were to ask the question this way, who of you have taken that hour or so off the life expectancy of your spouse or your kids, you know, because you worry so much and you worry so much that you drive your family crazy, You'd be like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And then the third question, and this is a little bit more complicated, and this kind of sets us up for where we're going to go this morning. Is there anything more valuable to you than staying alive? And then, of course, the second part of that is will, will worrying contribute to the thing that you value more than your life? In other words, Jesus asked this question. Jesus asked this question. Can you add an hour to your life by worrying? And the answer is no. So let's just assume uh, that there's something more valuable to you than life. You're sitting here this morning, you say, maybe that's what you think. 
more than life, more than living. If you think about that thing that you value more than life or more than living, you know, it's the most valuable thing. Can you extend or can you enhance, can you make uh, better that thing that you consider even more important than life, you know, by worrying? Does worrying add to that? The answer is probably no. So if worrying doesn't extend your life, if worry Worrying has the potential, as many of us think and many experts think, if worrying has the potential to shorten your life, and if worry doesn't enhance or make better something that you consider even more important than life, then why in the world would we worry? I mean, it doesn't make sense. It's not even rational. So as your pastor, I just want to say this to you. Stop it. Stop. Let's close in prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you. Right. You know, right? I mean, can it be that simple? I mean, nobody argues that it's beneficial. Nobody can say, hey, if I hadn't been worrying, you know, I wouldn't have accomplished, you know, whatever. If it hadn't been for worry, I mean, every single one of us sitting here this morning know that rationally speaking, it just doesn't make any sense at all, and yet there's so much worry in our world, there's so much worry in our culture that people have made a lot of money, have become very rich writing books on worry. And the interesting thing is this, that no one is saying, hey, if you read my book on worry, all your worries will go away. I mean, if that was the case, then all the other books would not have been you know, written, right? Because everybody would say, hey, here's the book. On the subject, read it, and all your worries will go away. So it seems like literature hasn't solved the problem. And interestingly enough, even the three questions that I ask you, which I truly believe make a lot of sense, we would go, well, yep, can't add anything. Yep, you know, takes away. Yeah, yeah. Um, Even knowing that, you're not going to walk out of here this morning going, hey, No more worries. Those three questions solved it all. Why is that? So what we're going to do for just the next three weeks leading up to Easter is we're going to open up God's Word. We're going to look at what God's Word has to say about worry, but specifically for the first two weeks, and this is going to really set us up for the third week, because today it really is, is kind of like a half a sermon, because uh, you, know, you really can't cram in, and I didn't want to cram in everything you know, about this into you know, one message. I'm just going to give you the first half, and so when we get to the second half, I mean, if it seems like I leave you hanging a little bit today, it's because I don't want to rush through this, because what Jesus has to say about worry It's so incredible, and honestly, if what we're going to talk about today, if this somehow could lodge in your heart, if if somehow you could embrace this way of thinking, it would cause your worry to go down, it would cause your stress level to go down, it would cause your anxiety, anxiety level to go down in a very, very, very significant way. So I want to tell you what he said, and then we're going to discover this together, but I want to give you the the big picture before we actually get into the verses. So here's Here's the nugget to start with. Here's what Jesus teaches. This is so amazing. Here's, here's what Jesus said. Jesus says that the things that you are most devoted to are the things that will determine what you worry about. Jesus says the things that you are most devoted to fuel the things or parallel the things or the thing that you worry about the most. 
In, in other words, the thing that you worry about the most is the thing that you're most devoted to, and the thing that you're most devoted to will determine what you worry about the most. Now, we don't think of it in, in those terms. We don't think of it in that way because worry is so emotional. And, you know, we try to deal with worry just in the realm of just, you know, pure emotion. And Jesus says, look, I want to take away the mystery of worry. If you want to know what drives your worry, it's the point and the points of your greatest devotion. In fact, let me, let me try and illustrate it this way, and I know you probably don't want to hear what I'm about to say, you know, coming from a pastor, but, you know, just to be a little bit transparent with you, and, you know, you don't have to tell anybody, but, so, here's the thing. I never, ever worry about your job. I don't, because I'm not devoted to your job. And if you were to write me a letter or you were to send me an email and you say, hey, Dave, I just lost my job or I'm going to lose my job, you know, in three weeks or I only have three weeks or whatever, I would feel concerned. I would feel compassion for you. I would pray for you. If we had a relationship, I would probably call you on the phone and talk to you. But would I go home and worry about your job? No. Because I'm not devoted to it. Here, here's another confession. I never, ever worry about your kids' grades. Ever. Do I care? Of course I care. And if you wrote me a letter or sent me an email and said, oh, my gosh, Dave, you know, my son, you know, he's, he's, he's flunking out of school. I mean, he's struggling. I mean, oh, there's just so much pressure and tension. I would feel concerned. I would feel compassion. And if we needed to pray, we would. But do I sit at home and worry about your kids' grades? No. Why? Because I have never, ever, ever, you know, in my life devoted myself to your kids doing well in school. I'm not worried about your retirement. I mean, I hope it works out. I hope you retire early. I hope you retire with lots of money. I hope you get to travel. I hope, you know, it's great, you know, whatever. And if there's a financial crisis and I happen to find out about it, I mean, of course, I would be concerned. But do I sit around at my house and worry about your retirement? No, because never once in my life have I devoted myself to making sure that you retire in a financially secure way. You see, my worry is tied to the things that I'm devoted, most devoted to. My worry is tied to the things that I am most devoted to. And Jesus teaches us, he says, the things that you worry about reflect your core devotions. So here's a, here's a question for you. What if, what if you shifted your devotion? What if you shifted your devotion? What would happen to your worry? See, that's an amazing, an amazing thought. And the Bible is so awesome. You should read your Bible. The Bible is so awesome. And Jesus is so brilliant. And this is where he's going to take us in the next couple of weeks. Next couple of weeks. Now, he doesn't say that directly, of course, because, you know, that'd be too easy and our Bible would be, you know, much, much, much shorter. But, but he takes us on this journey to this destination, but I wanted to give you the destination up front because I just think it's so fascinating. But let's jump into the scripture, Matthew chapter 6, beginning at verse 24. Now, this is so interesting. I'm not making this up. You can check this out for yourself. 
when Jesus decided to teach on worry, and this is his, you know, preeminent, the big kind of uh, uh, epicenter of his teaching on worry, when, when Jesus decided to launch a conversation about worry, guess what he launched it with? Money. Money. Isn't that interesting? In fact, Right now, if you were to read the statistics, if you were to, you know, read the polls, they say that people's number one worry in America has to do with their what? Yeah, their, their money. That's right. Because, you see, we think we're going to run out of money before we run out of life. So we're more concerned about money than life which is another topic for another day. But anyway, so he launches into this conversation about worry, talking about money. So Jesus, this this is like he's looking into the future saying, okay, let's launch a discussion about worry, about the thing that most of you in America are, you know, worried about the most. So here's how his discussion begins, beginning at verse 24. No one, no one, can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and be devoted, uh, uh, hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted, and that word devoted is going to come up in, in, in our discussion this morning a lot. You will be devoted to the one and despise the other. It's okay, like, Jesus, what, what are you talking about? And then Jesus just comes out and says it. He says, you cannot serve both God and money. And the word money, the, the little Greek word translated money is the word mammon, which means stuff. And so literally Jesus says this. He says, you cannot serve God and you cannot serve your stuff. You can't be fully devoted to God and fully devoted to your stuff. They're going to war against each other, which means you, you're going to have to decide. Which one are you going to be most devoted to? Because you cannot have it both ways. And of course, we're sitting here going, okay, so you, you, know, you, you can't serve God and your money, but I, I love God and I love my stuff. And Jesus is saying, okay, you got to decide. Because when it comes right down to it, you're going to be forced to make decisions where you opt for your God values over your stuff values. And you're going to have to make a decision. You can like both. You can say you love both. But when it comes right down to it, you've got to decide. Which one are you going to be most devoted to? Because we're like, well, I'm not sure I want to have that conversation. Just depends on what day it is. We're going to talk about that, right? And then Jesus, in his wonderful, brilliant way, doesn't leave there. He takes us to a discussion that sort of underscores what he's trying to get at in that first verse. Listen to this. Therefore, and whenever you see a therefore in the Bible, it's connecting two thoughts. It's not a new thought. It's not a new idea. He's connecting. So Jesus just said, okay, there's going to be a war. You know, who are you going to serve and who's going to be the boss in your life? There's a tension there. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life which is pretty general, right? Do not worry about your life. Jesus, what, what do you really mean our life? What do you really mean? So Jesus says, okay, well, let me be specific. Don't worry about the things that you worry about. And then Jesus addresses the things that his audience in the first century 
we're worried about. Therefore, I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you eat or drink or your body, what you will wear. So he says to his audience, he says, look, I know what you wake up thinking about every single day. I understand. You get up and wonder, what in the world are we going to eat? Because in that day, in the first century, it was a hand-to-mouth environment in society. What are we going to eat? What are we going to wear? Our clothes are wearing out. Our children's clothes are wearing out. Wearing out. Clothes are expensive. You know, what are we going to eat? What are we going to wear? How are we going to clothe ourselves? And Jesus says, look, I, I understand that, but I don't want you, he would say to his audience, I don't want you to worry about that. Now, if he were here in the 21st century, if he were addressing you, and if you were addressing me, it would sound different. He would say this, because we don't worry much about food and clothing, you know, most of us. Uh, he would say, look, don't worry if you're going to be able to retire. Don't worry about whether or not you're going to be single for the rest of your life. Don't, don't worry about you know, whether you're going to be able to find that job that you love. Don't, don't worry about keeping the job. Don't worry about your industry. Don't worry about your health. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry about your prodigal son. Don't worry about your prodigal daughter. Don't worry about And this is Jesus talking, okay? This is Jesus, so don't get mad at me because I would never say that, okay? This is Jesus. He just says to his general audience, don't worry about your life. Okay, Jesus, so are you saying that it's not important that we, ha- you know, we don't have any food to eat or clothes to, to wear? And Jesus would say later, no, I'm not saying it's not important. And here's what's so brilliant about this. The point of this conversation, as you're going to see, is it's not that retirement's not important, school's not important, job's not important, health's not important, kids are not important. You know, none of that is his point at all. In fact, it's just the opposite. His point is all those things are important. And there's uncertainty related to all of those things. And in some areas, it's not going to work out fine and, and perfect. But you still don't have to worry about it. In other words, in other words, there is a way for you, there is a way for me to face uncertainty but not worry about it today. So Jesus says, when it comes to your life, you know, however you define life, stop worrying. Well, well Jesus, you got to help us out here. What, we need a little bit more. So he goes on. And he asks a really, really big question, verse 25. Is not life more important than food in the body, more important than clothes? And I want to I try to, to, to explain what Jesus is doing here. So I just need you to stay with me with this, okay? He's trying to pull us out of our, you know, hyper-focus of, oh my gosh, my 401k, oh my gosh, my 403b, oh my gosh, you know, you know my retirement plan, and what about, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm going to do to feed my family, oh my gosh, I don't know if I'm ever going to be healthy enough, you know, to function, you know, like I used to function. We get hyper-focused on these things. And we're so worried, and Jesus, speaking to his audience and speaking to you and speaking to me, Jesus says, okay, for just a moment, for just a moment, I want you to pull away a little bit. I want you to pull back, and I want to ask you a question. I want to ask you a question. Is life not more than retirement? I mean, would would you really define your life as life equals retirement? I mean, well, 
No, no, okay, okay. Is life not more whether or not your kids are going to be able to get into the school they want to get into? I'm not, I'm not saying it's not important, but I am saying, is that life? Well, you know, when I pull back a little bit, is health, is health, is life health? Is that all there is to your life? Is life bigger than your health? Well, yeah, but you know, there's, there's all these other things. Okay, okay, okay. Is life more than just being married? I mean, you're so worried if you're ever going to get married or get married again, and that's all you think about, and I'm not saying it's not important. I just want you to ask a question. Jesus would say, is life not more than whether or not you're married? Well, yeah, whether or not I'm married is a component, and it tends to you know, get all my time and attention, but no, Jesus, you know, you're right, Jesus. Life is more than that. So Jesus says, okay, okay, all right. I'm trying to help you out with worry. I'm trying to teach you how not to worry. I just want you to pull back a little bit. I just want you to step back. And then how insensitive is this? Oh, listen to what Jesus says. You ready? He says, look at the birds of the air. Like, what? Look at the birds of the air? Yeah, look at the birds of the air. I don't have time to look at the birds of the air. I need a job. I don't have time to look at the birds of the air. My son is failing school. I don't have time to look at the birds of the air. I don't have any transportation. I don't have any time. I don't have time to look at the birds. I mean, I'm not, I'm not feeling very well. I don't have time to look at the birds. I mean, my husband has told me he's not coming back. I mean, come on. I mean, no offense, Jesus. No offense, Jesus. But look at the birds. Are you kidding me? I think Jesus would say, are you finished now? Are you done? I'm trying to help you. This is, this is going to help you. This is so practical. Jesus says, look, I'm not discounting the importance of any of that. And he, he makes that clear in a minute. He said, I'm just trying to help you not worry. The reason you're so worried is because you are so hyper-focused and your devotion goes with your focus and your emotion follows your devotion. And it's just a big mess and it's a tailspin. So I want to give you some advice. Okay, Jesus, what's your advice? He goes on. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow they do not reap, and they do not store away in barns. And again, he's addressing their culture, and here's how he would say it to you. Here's how he would say it to me. They don't have a 401K. They don't have, you know, they don't get a college education. They don't get to walk their kids around and, you know, hold their hands and make sure they wear helmets and, you know, all that stuff, you know, so they don't get hurt. I mean, think about this. The birds build their nests as high as they can, and then they just sort of push them out and, you know, good luck. Now, that's a parenting model, huh? Think about that, mom and dad. They don't sow or reap. And this is very important because if you misread this verse, you'll think that Jesus is sort of making fun of your hard work. He's saying, look, the birds of the air, they don't even really try. They just sort of fly around and they're like, I think we should go south. And they go, okay, let's go south. And then they all just turn around and head south. They don't even know why. See, the birds of the air, they fly around and they go, oh, there's a piece of string. I feel compelled to go get that string and build a little tree for it. 
didn't I do this last year? They do the same thing. They don't even know why they do it. They have no idea. And Jesus is looking at his first century audience and he's saying, look at the birds of the air. They don't have plans. They don't have smartphones. They don't have iPhones. They don't have a mortgage. They don't have, you know, a budget. They don't do any of the responsible stuff that you do. I mean, you're out there trying and energy and effort and the birds of the air, they just sort of go with the flow. They go by instinct. And yet, your heavenly Father feeds them. And then here's another question. Jesus, are you not much more valuable than they? Aren't you more valuable to God than a bird? Let me ask it another way. Do you think God cares for you more than he does the birds? Let me ask it a different way. Do you think God is more concerned about you than a bird? You were made in his image. Just read the story of creation. God creates all this amazing, wonderful stuff. And then he gets to mankind. It's like, whoa, this is different. I am making man and woman. I am making uh, them in my image. And they bear my thumbprint. This is different. When I see them, I think about me. And when they see me, I want them to know how much I love them. In fact, I think I'll send a Savior into the world. But I'm not going to send a Savior into the world in the form of a bird or a flower or a goat or a cow or a lion. I'm going to send my son into this world in the form of a human being. And God says, okay, now let me ask you a question. Before you jump into, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you know, the future, and you know, what about tomorrow? What's going to happen tomorrow? Do you think God cares more for you than he does a bird? And I know this is deep, and I know some of you are like, oh, I don't know enough scripture to, I, can, I don't know if I can answer that tough question or not. So let's, let me ask it one more time, and I'd like for you to respond. Do you believe that God loves you more than a bird? See, that was a huge statement of faith. In fact, let's just practice it. Let's just say it. I believe God loves me. One more time. I believe that God. Yeah. And I know it's silly, but I'm just, I'm just trying to track with what Jesus is teaching. So don't be too critical of me. I, I think this is very significant. I'm, I'm telling you, this is so significant. Jesus is saying, look. I know, yeah, this is a little bit elementary. I get that. I said, don't worry. And I'm telling you why you can face uncertainty and not worry. I'm telling you why you can you cannot know, you know, whether you're gonna, you know, where you're gonna get another job and not worry. I'm telling you why you cannot know if your kids are gonna graduate from, from school and not worry. I'm I'm telling you why. I'm going to tell you why you're single and you wonder if you're ever, you know, going to be married and and why you don't need to worry or maybe get married again. And I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to say go into denial. I understand the uncertainty of tomorrow, but I'm teaching you, you can have uncertainty and not worry all at the same time. That's what he's teaching. Jesus is saying, look, I'm taking you somewhere. And his point isn't be irresponsible. Hey, it's all just going to work out. That's fatalism. We're not putting trust in faith. That's not what he's talking about. He's inviting us to trust him as the heavenly father. He's saying, look, look, I want you to sow and reap. I want you to stow in barns. 
I want you to fill out applications. I want you to knock on doors. I want you to study. I want you to ask people out. I want you to work hard. I want you to do your best. I want you to set goals. I want you to do all of that stuff. But once, once you have done all you can do in the now, I just want you to go, God loves me more than the birds, and I've done all I can do. I don't need to worry about the next now. He goes on. He's talking to his crowd. Well, if you didn't like that, he says, you know, if you kind of disagree, if, you know, if you think I'm being too simplistic, look at the bird. I mean, if you think I'm being too simplistic, then let me just ask you a question. Can any of you, can any of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? Okay, so if you don't like my plan, if you think the birds of the air, you think that's too simplistic, you think, oh, that's just kind of silly, I can't believe what we're... Then just go ahead and just get hyper-focused on what about, what about, what about? And what if, what if, what if? And what if I don't? And what if I don't? And what if she doesn't? And what if he doesn't? Go ahead and just get like super hyper-focused on all those things and then just ask yourself this question. Am I helping myself? Let me ask it a different way. Can you, by worrying in this now, this present, bring certainty to the next now? Can you, by worrying today, create certainty in the next day? No. So Jesus, so Jesus says, look, if your worry, if your worry's not going to get you anywhere, I got an idea. Look at the birds of the air and just sort of settle in on this revolutionary thought or idea. God loves me more than he loves the birds in the sky. And if God loves me that much and I've done all I can do, you know, I sow and I reap and I store away in barns. I do all I can do. I've done everything that I can do in the now that I do have some control over. Can God be trusted in the next now that I have absolutely no control over? And if so, then I'm not going to worry. And I'm not not going to worry because I know what's going to happen tomorrow. I'm not going to worry because I'm trusting in the one that can, the only one who can do something about tomorrow. He goes on. Why do you worry about your clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? grow? They don't labor or spin. He's saying, you guys labor and spin. You create clothes. I mean, the flowers are lazy. They do nothing. And look how they're clothed. And yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? If God takes care of the flowers and if God takes care of the birds and birds don't do anything and flowers don't do anything and God takes care of them. And, and again, you got to remember, this is Jesus this is Jesus talking. He says, don't you believe that perhaps in the tomorrow that you don't have any control over anyway? Do you think that perhaps in the tomorrow, you know, based on today that you've done all that you know to do, don't you believe that God will and can take care of you? And then he goes right to the heart of the worry issue, the worry issue, the real issue. Here's the real issue. And this is where we're going to end today. We're going to end with this last part of this verse. And, and this is so important. Don't, don't, don't let this just go right by you because Jesus is connecting some big dots here. See, in our world, 
You know, it's just all about, oh my gosh, future uncertainty and what's going to happen and what if and what if and what about and what about. And Jesus is saying, okay, you're not going to learn anything with that, like that. You got, you got to back up and I'm trying to connect some dots. And if you'll connect the dots and if you'll get the big picture, you're going to be able to go, ah, ah. Listen to how he closes. He says, you of little faith. See, worry is a devotion issue. Worry is a faith issue. Our emotions get attached to the things that we're most devoted to. And Jesus says the reason it's difficult for you to pull away and trust me with the uncertainty of tomorrow, the, the reason you're so devoted to, the reason you're so emotionally distraught about the important issues of life, and he remember, he addressed two big ones for that culture. You know, what am I going to eat? What am I going to wear? I mean, those are big. I mean, never does he ever say, you know, you don't need anything to eat. Hey, it worked for Adam and Eve. He never says anything like that. He never discounts the importance of eating and things to wear. In fact, he says those are very important. In fact, his point is, these are, these are things, you know, you shouldn't be, isn't that you shouldn't be concerned about this thing. His point is, you don't need to worry about it. And he says, here's the issue. Here's the real issue. The real issue. Do you trust your father in heaven? Oh, you of little faith. Worriers are expressing little to no confidence in God's willingness and God's ability to take care of them. And I know where you, where you, you know, get stuck on this. I understand. You know where you get stuck? We all get stuck here. Well, I know God can. I just don't know if he will. Right? I know God can take care of me. I know God can help me meet the right person. I know God can help ensure my future and all of that. I know he can. I know he can. I know he can. I just don't know if he will. And Jesus says, well, trust him. Trust him. Because the issue of worry is an issue of faith or confidence in God. That's why you've heard me say before and you've heard others say this. What if... What if you could wake up every day and live your life as if you were absolutely confident that God was your heavenly father and that God could be trusted? What would your life look like? What if you could wake up every single day knowing, confident that God loves you more than the birds and loves you more than the flowers and and could and would take care of you? What would you worry about? And you wouldn't stop worrying because the future was certain. And you wouldn't stop worrying because you knew exactly what was going to happen, you know, tomorrow or the next day. You would stop worrying because you were trusting in your heavenly father instead of your ability to predict the future. And instead of your ability to bring certainty into the future. So here's a a big news flash for all of us. For all of us sitting in this auditorium this morning. Here's a big news flash. Not one single second of your life has been a certainty ever we've lived with uncertainty since the day that we were born it's just that at different stages of life we become more aware of the uncertainty but here, here's the newsflash your future has been uncertain every single moment of every single day. You haven't had the ability to determine anything about your future at any point in your life. 
and this is not, you know, like this is something new. At different stages of life, at different, you know, stages in the economy, at different stages in your job, at different stages, you know, travels, different journeys, whatever, we just become more aware of the uncertainty. And Jesus is saying, look, hasn't God been faithful to you in the past uncertainty? Hasn't he? You just weren't as aware and stressed out about it. Yeah, well, you know, life's changed. Okay, culture's changed, economy's changed, you know, all of that. But what about God has changed? What about God has changed? Nothing. Nothing. Oh, you of little faith. So again, we're going we're gonna to stop right here, and here's what I wanna, want you to do for this next week. I want to give you kind of three takeaways that you can take with you, some things that you can think about. You can pick one of these, three of these, none of them, you know, I, you know. But I would just, I just want you to be with us and move with us as we finish this passage up uh, next, next week. The first thing we've learned so far is this, that worry is a waste of time. It's a waste of time. Did you know time equals life? You do realize that when you run out of time, you run out of life, right? I mean, you don't have life without time or time without life. So come on. If worry is a waste of time, it's a waste of life. So here's one thing you can do. You can begin to do this. It's a very simple thing. I'm a pretty simple guy because worry is just sort of up here, you know, in our minds. But when your brain, listen to me, when your brain starts to get attached to something that you have no certainty over, you have no control over, tomorrow morning you can get up and you can say to yourself, you know what, that's like throwing my life away. That's like throwing my life away. I have a certain amount of life and I'm not going to throw it away. I am not going to waste my life to even think about that. That's a waste, that's a waste of my life to even think about. I've done all I can do. I'm just not going to worry about that. That's a waste of life. I'm not going to waste my life. Second thing we've learned is that we're to do what we can do. We're to sow. We're to reap. We're to store in barns. All those, all those things. We're to do what we can do and then trust God to do what we cannot do. I mean, that's just clear biblical teaching all the way from the Old Testament all the way through the New Testament. Which means at the end of the day, when we, you know, have these thoughts in our brains, you know, start to go down the worry trail, we're just like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, time out. Have I done all that I know that I can do? Have I been responsible? Have I, have I tried? Have I done all that I can do? And if the answer is yes, then okay, I've been responsible in the now. I'm going to trust God for the tomorrow. I've been responsible in the now. I'm going to trust God for tomorrow. I've done more than the birds. I've done more than the flowers. I know he loves me more than either. I've done what I know to do. I'm trusting God for tomorrow. I am not going to waste my time or life. The third thing to think about, and this is a little bit deeper one, and Jesus, oh, he makes this so clear. He's going to make it really clear next week. Actually, he made it clear a long time ago, but we're going to talk about it, and maybe it will become clear for us. But, but it's this. If the emotion of worry is associated with the devotion of life. That, that is, if our emotion is driven by the things that, that you know, we're devoted to, then here is a great question to ask between now and next week. What are you most devoted to? 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 
And if you want to know what you're most devoted to, you simply look at what you worry about the most because next week Jesus is going to draw this amazing, amazing parallel which means we have the ability and the opportunity to begin to shift our worry by shifting our devotion. Now, just hang on to that, okay? That's some good stuff. This, this is why Jesus, his statement at the end of this passage was so powerful. He says, the reason you worry is because you have such little faith in God. I mean, if somebody were to watch us live, they would draw this conclusion, some of us. He would draw this conclusion. It would look to others as if we have more faith in our worry than we do in God. Because we spend so much time and so much energy trying to, you know, somehow shape the future through worry than we do in our relationship with God. He says, you have more faith in your worry than you do in your heavenly Father. Oh, you of little faith. You of little faith. It's one of the best questions we can ask. If my worry pinpoints my devotion, you know, what am I truly most devoted to? And then here's the big question. Once I realize what it is that I'm most devoted to, just ask this question. Is that really life? Is that really life? And if it's not really life, then maybe it shouldn't hold such control over my devotion. Which, which is why Jesus started the conversation by saying, oh, by the way, you can't be fully devoted to God and fully devoted to your stuff. It's impossible. It can't happen. And if you spend most of your life worrying about your stuff, that's what you're devoted to. And by the way, is that life? Is that life? Now, if you're here this morning and you're like, well, <laughs> Dave, I'm not going to do any of that. Well, then I just have one last request, okay? One, one last thing I would suggest. Would you be willing, and I would love for you to do it every day this week, would you be willing, and you know, even if you only choose to do it one, I would be happy with that, but I would love to see you do it for several mornings this, this coming week. Would you be willing to go to Matthew chapter 6, read these verses that we've just talked about, and we'll finish up the ones through verse 34 next week. These are verses that we talked about today. We're going to talk about them next week. But would you be willing to just read through that uh, that passage of Scripture? I think mornings are better than afternoons, but, you know, that's up to you. But would you be willing to just read straight through and just begin to get Jesus' words? I want to point you to Jesus. Get Jesus' words in your heart. Uh, what he has to say about worry. And here's what I predict will happen. I predict you're going to be reading through Matthew chapter 6, and you're going to be reading through that. And I think, I think that a couple of verses are going to just like, boom, just jump out at you. And I think God may, in that moment, begin to do something in your heart around this whole issue of worry. See, I don't want us to just to talk about this for a couple of weeks, and we go, oh, that was really nice. And then I'm just going to go back to my worry. No. I'm praying that, that God would do something permanent in your heart and my heart as it relates to worry so that in the future, when we face, and all of us, are, we're all going to face this, when we face those areas of uncertainty, even though the uncertainty may not go away, we don't have to worry because if Jesus commanded us to stop worrying about our lives, 
then we have to believe, and I do, that there's a way to do that. And in this amazing passage of Scripture, he is leading us through, and he is taking us on a destination to that very conclusion. So think about some of those things, read those verses, and then next week we'll read about the conclusion and the destination that Jesus takes us to. So, so, would you stand with me? Alberto, why don't you come on up, man? Would you stand with me? I want to pray for you before you go. So glad you're here today. Uh, this is something that we all face. Father, I uh, just want to say thank you for your word. Thank you that here we are in the 21st century. And uh, some of us have had this for a long time and we've missed it. We just haven't picked it up and read it. But thank you, Father, that we have your words from 2,000 plus years ago. You want to help us not to worry. You want to teach us not to worry. And Father, there's so many things, and we're all here this morning at different uh, places in our journey. Um, things that we're worried about. And Father, we want to do what your word says. That's a better way to go. And so, Father, for every single person standing here this morning, Father, by your Holy Spirit, would you just take the word that we've heard this morning, lodge it in our hearts, help us to embrace that way of thinking, and uh, help us to follow what you had to say about not worrying. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Thank you so much for being here. I'll see you next week.